May the log burn, may the wheel turn, may the evil spurn, may the sun return. I'm an insane, sexual, shadow witch, and my name is Lacey Free, and I'm the fucking host of Horrorpod. Drinking eggnog makes me miss you. The spice that hits my tongue makes me want to shout, Keep Christ in Christmas! But we all know he wasn't born in December. You make my heart surrender. And you told me my body was safe to bleed. As the white cream coats my inside, I want to take pride in my sexuality and bark. I am a lesbian. But we all know I'm just mistletoe who falls in love with duality. You are neither man nor woman. You are the goddess god of polarities, masculine Feminine, unification of the separateness, as fluid as this cup of cheer. Welcome to Horpod. May the sun return. Winter solstice. Happy winter solstice. Happy Yule. See, winter solstice is about the birth of the galactic sun. We call upon and celebrate the sun to life. Winter solstice, December 21st, has been celebrated since ancient times by many different cultures and ethnicities and peoples. But I'll focus on the Celtic in this. And no matter what culture you are, it's the celebration of the shortest day and the longest night. The shortest day, meaning the shortest amount of light and the longest amount of darkness. Winter solstice is the birth of the solar, the birth of the sun, the birth of the galactic sun into our life for the rest of the year. Witches believe in the wheel of the year. And this is the beginning, the birth of starting new, of coming to the new year. And there's a lot of energy around manifestation, fertility, light, darkness, Seeing winter solstice is the past, the present, the future, all connected in one day. And it's said that you can taste the past with your tongue and you can embody the future with the solar plexus, the sun coming out of you or the sun coming in to you, bringing the light in. Now, Witches in Celtic mythology revered the earth as a goddess and revered the sun as either a god or a goddess. To birth the goddess, to birth the sun, we have to make peace with the earth 
And the earth is sort of a representation of the past and present. And we go to her and we bring her inside our homes. We bring the earth inside our homes during the time of Yule and winter solstice so that the light, the sun god or goddess can be born. So a lot of times you guys might have celebrated Americans often celebrate with Christmas trees. Originally, the Christmas tree came from the pagan tradition of bringing in the earth to call upon the sun. And oftentimes, the tree we bring in is the pine tree or the evergreen tree. Now, I love bringing in pine. And I love bringing in pine as an energy opener for the galactic. And what I mean by that is as an herbalist, pine is medicine. Pine is used to open the third eye, to create portals, for the sun to be born, for any being to be born, a portal has to occur. So it's said on the winter solstice, during the dark, during the longest part of night, that a portal is opened from earth energy to sun energy to create more of that self-sustaining life force. Now, when you bring in the pine tree, You're honoring the earth, which I know can sound very counterproductive because we have people out here like uh, taking their chainsaw and no judgment, whatever people do for their tradition, but taking their chainsaw out there and killing trees for this holiday. We're not taught about ritual or why we do the things we do. And oftentimes, witches or people performing spells and magic use sacrifice. Sacrifice, sacred comes from the word sacrifice. And witches sacrifice what is holy to create the magic, to enable birth. Now, even if you like think of a mother, a mother sacrifices her body. To birth, to be the mother, you get so close to death. It's the closest we get to death by bringing life in. Death and birth are so connected in mother energy. Winter solstice is very much mother energy. And the mother, no matter, I'm not talking gender during any of this, but we are talking about divine feminine within all bodies. And even masculine or male-gendered people can tap into the energy of the mother and can sacrifice their energy to tap in more to the mother energy. The mother sacrifices. So we go out on winter solstice to celebrate the Yule and some sacrifice a a whole tree. I don't sacrifice a whole tree, but I do sacrifice uh, branches and pine needles. But you can go out and ask the tree and talk to the tree and ask if if it's willing to be sacrificed for the spell of the sun. For the magic of the sun. And you bring the tree in. And it's not like a brutal sacrifice. It's, it's an honoring of earth in your home. Another great option which I love. Is just bringing more plants inside. So instead of like cutting down a tree. Growing more plants. In the home. To honor the earth. For the sun. See, the plants 
would not survive without the sun. So we bring it in to worship and call upon the sun and ask for the sun to rain down on us. Now, portals. Portals will be open, in my opinion, the night of the 21st. Whenever portals are open, that is an amazing time for sex magic, for manifestation magic. Historically, December 21st, the winter solstice, through December 23rd is like the time of Yule. And some people extend it to December 25th. Um, so really it's the, from December 21st to the new year is this time of Yule, this time of fertility. In ancient cultures, fertility rituals, sexual rituals, took place on the winter solstice to birth the sun, to create the fire within. And that's why the pine is so beautiful because the pine opens the third eye. The pine is the herb of awakening, of creating portals. So you can take, uh, I like to take charcoal, and I have a little cauldron myself. And I take pine needles and burn them all day and all night to honor the opening, to open the portal, the expansion to allow the galactic sun in. Pine baths, spell baths with pine needles in them are beautiful to do around Yule time to help enhance opening the portal, opening the vision to the sun. Now, whenever you conduct or experiment with sex magic, you want to see your bodies as portals, portals to life force energy, portals to the fire. So incorporating pine as a spell for sex, sex magic is a beautiful idea. And if you could fuck all day before the winter solstice, like in the dark, that's an amazing ritual. There won't be very many hours of light. So even just calling in and touching yourself while there's pine essential oil going can be so healing and opening. Now, why do we want the sun? The sun is light, so it represents all that is light in our life. The sun is also gold, so it represents abundance, wealth, luxury, giving. The sun is constantly giving. So the Yule is known as a time of giving, receiving. We receive the light. We give the light. We receive the light. So in sex magic with pine, you can do a spell bath together. You can, and when I say together, a lot of people are alone right now um, during this Yule season and honor making love to yourself. Honor opening the portal within your body, even if there's not another human around. But throughout this podcast, I'll probably uh, refer to partners a lot um, in sex magic. But know that whenever I say partners, that can also be replaced with self and truly should be replaced with self. To truly give and receive we must open the portal within self to give and receive within. I love pine essential oil. I love pine candles. So a lot of you have seen the Yule log. It's a log from a tree with candles sticking out of it. And 
Witches burn the Yule log on winter solstice because there's so much darkness that day. And it burns the candles of the Yule log bright to call the sun home, to make way for the birth of new life. Now, in sex magic and in your body, it's time to ask what is supposed to die about you sexually. What has happened in your life sexually that is no longer serving you? What can be put to rest and buried in the resin of the pine? What can be put to rest from who you've been in this sexual realm so far? And what can be reborn inside you? Now to to birth a newness within us sexually is a rebirth of all life biological life, plant life. Celtics and witches have always used sex as birthing plants, as birthing biological life, as manifesting money. So what is time to like be reborn or come in for the first time? So any sort of death ritual the day before the 21st or the day of the 21st, I like to honor the darkness on the 20th and start calling in the light on the 21st. Candles are so important for magic because they represent fire energy. Fire energy is self-sustaining. Often in which circles there is the woman who keeps the fire and she's revered and celebrated and on winter solstice we are asked to spark and ignite the fire within us and the fire within our lover for the birth of the sun and acknowledging where the sun births in our body. So the solar plexus, gold yellow candles are inviting to the solar plexus. Essential oils of grapefruit, lime, lemon, bergamot, these essential oils all wake up the solar plexus energy. So the sun is expansion. So we're leaving the dark part of the year, which on a galactic and astrological level, I'm not an astrologist, so I'm not going to go super into astrology. There's a ton of podcasts that do that and they're amazing. But on a galactic and astrological level, we're leaving the darkness and coming into new life, new ways of thinking. And I know after 2020, this has felt fucking dark for a lot of us. You may notice that I really mix in sex magic with all kinds of magic because I don't believe in decompartmentalizing. I believe sex affects everything. Um, And I believe all things affect sex. And that sex mirrors what we're feeling internally and externally. So whenever you hear me talk about any herb or any magic or any spell, on some level, some some will be more potent than others, but on some level it is affecting who we are as sexual beings. And when I say sexual beings, it's beyond the physical act of sex. It's who we are as creative beings, what we came here to do, what our passions are, see our passion in life, passion and sex they're very similar all magic is connected just like the sun and the earth are connected yule is the energy of asking and manifesting what we want but to get what we want we have to really truly understand what we don't want and even like the list of santa the list of asking what we want 
that comes from the energy of the Yule, the energy of the solstice of asking the sun to bring us gifts of life force energy and being really specific in what we want. And to really understand what we want, we have to be able to connect to the grief. The grief of what was. See, the holiday season, the Yule season, comes with so much joy and receiving and giving. But it also comes with like tragedy and heartache and pain and grief. The holiday Yule season, the last few years, meaning like the last 10 or 15 years for me, is my hardest time of year. It's the darkest time, and it's the darkest time in my reality. I don't sometimes know how to make sense of not having my parents. Sometimes I don't know how to make sense of the fact that I haven't chosen an existence yet where I am a mother. And the loneliness creeps in and it becomes suffocating. And particularly around Christmas, the pain hits like a ton of bricks and I I usually become really ill. Um, last night, and I, I try every year to heal this, but last night I was talking to my partner, friend, I don't know what we are, so I'm sorry for being vague and confusing about that, but our relationship has been vague and confusing in a lot of ways, but it's the person I'm completely in love with, and have had a lot of pain with and have healed and growed with and have been with since we were very young. But we were talking and I was playing a song. (laughs) I was making a playlist and I'm going to share my playlist with you guys. Trust me, the playlist is very cool, but this song was not cool. It's like an old country song don't judge me. I'm already judging me. Um, but it's a country song called Angels Among Us by Alabama, a country band. It kind of says, I believe that there are angels among us sent down to us from heaven up above. They come to you and me in our darkest hours to show us how to live to teach us how to give and guide us with the light of love. Now, I haven't heard that song since I was very young. And I was kind of meditating on Yule in winter solstice and the light and the dark and the magic beings that surround it. And my guides were like, Lacey, play Angels Among Us by Alabama. And I was like, no, I don't want to play that song loud. And my guides were like, play that song loud on repeat. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck you guides. I don't want to play this song on repeat at one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I meditate late. They forced me to, and I played it the first time, and I was just kind of singing along, and my partner was just playing on his phone, and like, whatever. And then it played again, and I was just avoiding the grief, and like, letting the song play. And it played again, (laughs) and I started hysterically bawling but also feeling like it was such a beautiful message of the winter solstice. They come to us in our darkest hour to show us how to live, to teach us how to give, to guide us with the light of love. That's exactly what I believe winter solstice is. Our darkest hours where magical beings show us how to live teach us how to give, and then we're guided with the light 
of love. The sun gives to us constantly. And that's how we're surviving. It's giving to the plants. Plants are giving to us. It's giving to our skin. Vitamin D. And we wouldn't be existing without that gift of love from the sun. But the grief hit. And the grief is the mother wound. Now, the mother wound is is huge. And I think we each experience the mother wound on different levels, but we all have it. On the micro, in my opinion, other people have different theories around this, but just sort of how I see it is on the micro level, the mother wound is represented in our direct relationship with our biological mother. On more of the macro level, the the mother wound is connected to the goddess Mother Earth and the divine feminine energy. And our relationship to the divine feminine energy and our relationship to the Mother Earth. Our relationship to who we are as the divine feminine, who we are as the mother. Now, even if you're male and deeply connected to the masculine aspects of yourself, it's not about gender. Gender really doesn't matter. It's about the energies of the masculine and feminine. So if you're like very hyper-masculine, whether you're a girl or a guy, you probably are experiencing a deep mother wound and have had to overly rely and overly depend on the masculine energy and there's often a belief that the feminine is weak and you probably have taken on some of the wounds of the mother whether it's the mother earth the divine feminine of the energy around you that you're empathetically taking into your body or on the micro level the direct relationship with your mom I really miss my mom, especially at Christmas. And I think a lot of us do. And a lot of us will feel that ping of the mother wound during this time because so much of the Yule season, so much of winter solstice is mother energy, it's birth energy. So it only makes sense that we would feel that wound. But sometimes I'm a fucking hypocrite. And as a Virgo, I'd much rather shell out advice than take my own advice. I'd rather shell out methods of healing than be crying on the floor and having to look in the mirror and do my own healing. And as healers, that never ends. But I'm not always good at it. But my guides have been forcing it out of me. Once you connect to an ultimate truth, it starts just getting forced out of you. But as the song Angels Among Us was playing, I just started hysterically crying and feeling guilt and sadness. And even guilt and sadness about this podcast and things I've said on it. Because I speak so much from a whim, from what I'm channeling or feeling inside. And sometimes I say shit I regret or don't really realize, oh my God, the world's going to hear this and I have no fucking filter. I mean, I've been trying and working on a filter, but it just runs out of my mouth into the ether and dances around. And part of the excruciating pain I was feeling last night is that I've talked a lot of shit about my mom on this podcast. And I've talked a lot of shit about her on other people's podcasts when I've been the guest. And she did abuse me extremely. And she abused herself extremely. And the worst part of it is she abused my disabled brother, who is younger, the youngest. And she abused him in horrific, torturous ways. 
And all that being said, I love her so much. And I don't get to love her in this life. I don't get to love her in this life because at 13, I had to set up such an extreme boundary of protection for me and my brother of pushing her the fuck out of our lives. And honestly, we've never really looked back. She's bounced in and out of my brother's life and asked us for things and showed up drunk and fucked up or continued to abuse my brother but I've, I've had uh, walls, brick walls around me since the age of 13 and losing her. I had to make her into the enemy for our own survival. Because if we would have stayed with her, we would have died. There was physical torture and sexual abuse. Not from her. The sexual abuse wasn't from her. But it was the environment in which it was creating toxins within our body and our realm no one talks about or at least I don't hear it how even when we are abused even when there's darkness in our life that person is not just bad that person is not just the enemy I think we're stepping in to a new world that is going to teach us that there is no good and bad, which is so confusing, sometimes even for me. The good and bad was like a survival mechanism in the 3D. It's a survival mechanism to keep you into the matrix. But with my mom, I never wanted to leave her. It was never the goal. I loved her more than anyone. Even during the abuse, she was a star to me. She made our Yule season amazing. And it wasn't always direct, but she communicated with magic beings. And the Yule season, especially in Celtic mythology, the Druids would call in the elves and the fairy, the fey people. It was the time of year that you could bring them into your home and they wouldn't fuck with you. The druids would go out and get holly, the herb holly, and bring it into their home. And when the druids had holly in their home, the fairies would smell it and know that they could come inside. Seeing all the dark and the birth of the light, the veil is thinner and magical beings come into your home. So you want to bring protection into your home, but especially if you're alone right now, call in the magic beings. Um, and you can do that with holly. Uh, the druids regarded holly as a symbol of eternal life and fertility. Um, it's a male masculine plant, the holly, a protector. So holly protects against negative spirits, but calls in the ones who want to dance and celebrate new life with you, the elves and the fae. Just during this time, though, it is said in Celtic mythology to rid your home of the holly before February 1st. And we'll talk about that more later. But rid your home of the holly before February 1st. February 1st is a tradition in paganism. It's a halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring. Now, you want to call the holly in so that they dance and celebrate with you. But when spring comes, you don't want fae in your house or elves in your house. I mean, you might, but it comes with like trickery possession of things, taking things, and just uh, trickery, fucking with you a little. And the thing about I loved about my mom and how this sort of ties together is that she celebrated Yule with us so deeply. We had the Yule log, and the Yule log is uh, traditionally comes from oak, the oak tree, 
And the oak tree is in Celtic mythology of strength. And we would light the yule log to shine bright for the sun, to bring the sun into the home. And we were poor as fuck. But my mom would have us put holly all around the house to call in the magical spirits. And we would hang lights. The tradition of hanging lights is, comes from the birth of the sun. And we would sing. We would sing together with our mom. And one of the songs she loved was angels among us and she would she would talk about the magical beings among us and explain that even in my like mom's abusiveness she taught me and my brother to be incredibly kind people not that I'm always kind not that she was always kind not that we're not fucked up but told us about like this deep kindness within the soul that occurs and that angels are among us and that we have to treat each other as if we and the person outside of us comes from the Holy Spirit. And I don't mean like Holy Spirit, like religion, because we knew nothing about religion. My mom wasn't religious at all. We weren't religious. I mean, she was baptized Catholic, and I think that had a lot of, like, ritual shit. But acknowledging people who are suffering or in pain as the closest to source, and that their suffering is part of source energy, and that we are them, and that they are something outside of us, that we're connected to them. And she taught me to, like, be there for people who are hurting and that it was part of my mission on earth. Ew, I hate fucking mission and purpose. Gross. I, I wish I didn't say that, but you get what I mean is like, I knew right away I was a healer because my mom told me I was because she saw it within me. And we were taught not to judge people who were hurting in any way. And not to make fun of people, but to love them and to take them in and to hold them and to share. We were so fucking poor around Christmas that I lived in a neighborhood where they would drive around in a car and bring, on Christmas Eve, bring canned food items to us because they were worried about us not eating. And... Um, They would also bring us a Christmas toy and we would get to unwrap it. And it was like some mystery gift that someone else had donated. And my mom taught us to like share those toys with everyone in the neighborhood, that they weren't just ours, but that it was given. And whenever something's given to us, it's meant to be shared. And then that's the energy of the Yuletide. I even remember one Christmas, I don't know if you guys have had this, where you are, have ever been privy to it, but I know in Colorado and Longmont, there there used to be a, a, a holiday tree in the mall, and certain people of the town would be nominated as stars or ornaments on the tree, certain children who were in need of a toy just so weird that they like blasted it out like that but like I think certain organizations would do it and they like contacted my mom and I was a star on one of the trees and what I wished for was like a baby doll I so badly wanted to nurture something and be a mother to something since I was like three I thought I would be a mother and saw myself as a mother and People would give us that doll. And I remember I wanted to keep that doll all for my own. I had a very Virgo way of taking care of my toys or babies. And there was neighbors around who like wanted to play with a toy. And I I instinctively just wanted to death grip it. And my mom was like, 
we share, we share, we share. When little kids get taken away from child protective services from their parents, they cry. They beg to go back to their parents, no matter how bad the abuse was. Because that is what gave them life. That's the only love they know. Still, the bond with my mom is one of the strongest bonds I've ever had. Even though she's nowhere near my life. And she's still alive. She honestly could be listening to Pod, which gives me so much grief and so much sadness. And last night when I was breaking down crying about it, I felt such guilt of like perhaps hurting her through this podcast. But also a deep knowing that I have to tell the truth, my truth. And my truth might look different than hers. And I don't even know. I don't, I don't know who she is now. I was removed when I was 13 years old. But the thing about my mom, she loved celebration. And she loved music and vibration. And she believed in healing. Even if she wasn't able to heal herself or bring healing to us all the time, she believed in it. And sometimes I don't even know that that was conscious within her. But she even took me to like a naturopath, a chiropractor from the time I was really young. And he taught me so much about healing and herbs and natural medicine and body talk. And like really that we could hear what our body has to say. And that saved my life, even though there were so many things like um, hurting the life force energy, she still resurrected or birthed the healer in me as she was torturing me. And the truth is she, no one is bad. I don't believe anyone is bad. We do bad things, maybe, but I think we'll even grow from that and learn that the things that were bad to us maybe weren't exactly bad but we are we're not there yet or at least I'm not there yet you might be she was hurting she was hurting so much and she loved the season of giving because she truly fucking loved to give she would have us go outside and collect different plants different branches We would go buy ribbons and decorate wreaths. Now, wreaths are very much like the wreath, the Christmas wreath, the Yule wreath you put on your door. It's very much connected to the witch's wheel of the year. Witches adorn their door because the idea is like you start protecting and decorating where the door is. Um, Because that's where the sun comes in. That's where energy, that's where life comes in. People come in. Um, Fairies come in. Elves come in. And it's not a coincidence, side note, it's not a coincidence Santa had elves. Because pagan mythology, Celtic mythology, the Druids believed that this is the time where you could bring the elves in your home that they would help you and they would bring you gifts. They would bring you treasures of the goddess of the earth. Collectively with the elves and the fairies, you could celebrate the birthing of the sun. I don't know that all of this was always conscious for my mom, but she had such a deep desire to celebrate. And she would work so hard on the wreaths. We had no money, so they were just kind of, I did, I do know we would go to the craft store and get, I would get to pick out like what we put on the wreath. I remember having so many hot glue guns around the house and being fascinated with the glue and she created beauty out of nothing. To create beauty out of nothing is birth energy is sex energy is life energy 
to create life from nothing. Every time you make art, you're making beauty out of nothing. Every time you have sex, you're creating life force energy from nothing. It's divine. And I was learning these lessons by watching her. And the rest of my family were just like trying to get into Christianity and not really so much into the ritual. And they have no connection. My family really has no connection to their ancestors. They're taught to grind, to work harder, to succeed, and to buy better presents, technology, bigger screen TVs. Some of them. Um, Other ones of them just work really hard and don't even want to take Christmas off or the Yule season off to rest. Like, we get this break during this time because it's birth. You must rest. You must relax for birth to occur. Nobody wanted to really gather like my mom did. And she forced them to. She wanted them to love her so much. And they didn't give her love. But on Christmas and on Yule, they gathered. They let her do whatever she wanted and we gathered. And everyone ended up loving it. And I loved this holiday more than anything. We would make stockings and talk to the magical creatures. I would lay under the Christmas tree for hours and watch the lights. We would talk to the tree before we cut it down. We would rock around the tree and hold hands and dance around the tree. The circle comes from witches. Dancing around the tree is similar to dancing around the maypole. It's a ritual of honoring the earth so that the sun can be born. To honor the death and the rebirth, the balance and the change. Winter solstice is a bridge, a portal from death to rebirth. My mom was magical and she believed in the portal. And it was good last night to cry about her, to get some of that grief out so that I can allow the celebration to come in. Don't be afraid of crying before you celebrate or during the celebration. To release the grief is to call in the new life force. I don't know if you guys can hear, but there's little kids playing outside in the snow next door neighbors to where I'm staying. So you might hear them in the background giggling and laughing and yelling. And I definitely will not edit it out in case you can hear it. I hear it loud and clear. And I see everything as like a sign and I love it. And I see everything as like a synchronicity. And play is really important in healing all the time. Tapping into the child, inner child, is tapping in to the Yule spirit, the birth energy. The winter, the snow is purification, is healing. Earth is a goddess in Celtic mythology. And a goddess needs a hero or a king or magic humans or just humans to work as protectors of the land for the goddess Mother Earth. Each goddess deserves and God deserves protection. And if man, man are here to protect the earth, Humans are here to protect the earth. If the humans don't fulfill their obligations to the land, the earth will turn against them and force healing to occur. When sickness comes, when viruses come in, I see them as feminine energy forcing healing to occur. So if you get sick, try not to use the mantra, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. Use the mantra, I'm healing, I'm healing, I'm healing. I'm healing, I'm healing, I'm healing. To have fertility is to heal. So if humans didn't take care of the earth, 
the earth would respond by going against man, forcing healing to occur. But it's not really going against man, it's just creating a virus or a sickness or something that forces us to look at ourselves to bring healing in. In Celtic mythology, it's said that soldiers or people fighting in war during the time of the Yule and the winter solstice, when the mistletoe would grow on the oak tree, soldiers were to go out and meet under the mistletoe. And when they met under the mistletoe, they were forced to have affection for each other. Whether it was hug or shake hands or give each other a kiss, I don't know. But it was said that once they met under the mistletoe, they granted 24 hours of peace after that, that no fighting would occur, and that they would acknowledge that they're not truly enemies of each other. The sun is vibration, right? Because there's a connection between light and sound. When sound travels, it vibrates. So there's a huge vibration of the light energy of the sun, which is sound, which is why we carol and sing during the birth, during the Yuletide season. And that's to carry out the vibration for the sun. And in sex magic, vibration is very important. Vibration is connected to light. It's like why in sex with ourselves or with partners, we use vibrators. That vibrator is even light energy. And it makes our body feel lighter. Orgasm makes our bodies feel lighter. So something I really recommend for sex magic is getting the vibration and the light in tune with each other. So... One thing I love is just changing the lights in the room. Like how we do in, on Christmas, right? We, we put up different colored lights. Well, you can do that even just within your room or before sex. And it shifts the energy of the environment. It shifts the energy of our physical bodies, what lights we're using. I would recommend red, gold, green for this time, for this sex. And then tap into the vibration energy. So music, dance, hum with each other, sing to each other. We're so like shy and embarrassed by connecting with our partners that we don't even use our throat chakra. We're like, oh, I'm not a good singer. So I like won't sing with my partner. I won't hum with my partner. I won't let my throat vibrate. It's so weird. We'll like spread our legs open and let our partner put our mouth on our genitals, but we're like too afraid to open our throats and vibrate with them. So as sex magic for the winter solstice, I invite you to sing with your partner. I invite you to dance and shake your body before sex magic and after sex magic I invite you to dance, to call in the eternal return, the sun to come in, to bring in the holly, which is the masculine, the protector of the evil spirits. It's the holly and the ivy. The ivy of the holly is the feminine. This is the connection, the integration between dark, the dark days of October and November, the darkest days of the year, and calling in the light, preparing for the newness of spring, the birth of the new world. Invoke that in your sex. Invoke that in how you adorn and dress your body. The mistletoe is here for support. The yule log is lit up to call the sun from the oak of strength. The white berries on mistletoe are there. So mistletoe itself is an aphrodisiac. So it gets you horny. And don't ingest mistletoe, okay? I mean, you can, but there's a lot of ways of doing it that are toxic to you. 
So don't do it unless you are in connection with a clinical herbalist and feel safe. Don't do it because I said it, okay? Um, but it is an aphrodisiac. But just because it's an aphrodisiac when you ingest it, you can still use it as an aphrodisiac in magic. Some people like to hang mistletoe on the door like we talked about earlier to to call in the love in the sex some people use the berries like if you get mistletoe with berries on it you hang it above and then every time you're under the mistletoe with your partner you kiss and you take down one berry and if you don't want to hang it you can just kiss your partner as much as the berries are on the mistletoe and take one off each time and then put the berries into your red candle, into your sex candle, or put the berries into your pillow and the berries help with dreams. If it's mistletoe with white berries, um, this was the white berries were considered extremely sexual. And the white berries were known as the sperm of the gods, like the masculine energy, the sexual masculine energy of the gods. This isn't just about the divine feminine. I would practice calling in the divine feminine when you're having sex at one point during the Yule season. And then I would call in, no matter what gender each of you are, just the masculine, the roughness the force energy, the tightness, the aggression, the sperm, the white, the gold, very masculine. And yeah, these white berries were known to contain the sperm of the gods and used in fertility ritual. Winter solstice is the bridge to what's to come. It's the portal Even when we bring in the tree, we wrap it with red ribbon. Red ribbon was used by witches to symbolize abundance, to call in what we want. Um, You'll notice that a lot of lingerie has red ribbon around it. I would recommend tying up your partner with red ribbon. And that's just like bringing your sexual abundance to each other or tying yourselves together with red ribbon. I'm not going to tell you exactly how to do sex work because you and your partner are magic. These are all just some suggestions. The witches would wrap red ribbon around the tree for a spell for ritual of abundance on earth for the coming year. They would put the star on top of the tree to connect the earth magic to the star galactic magic. That light energy. And remember, light is vibration. Vibration is sexual stimulation. Let us celebrate winter solstice by dancing. By calling in the fairies and the elves. So, one thing I want to tell you before we go is that, I've said this a few times, but when the sun is born, light travels and vibrates. There's sound when light travels. Now, you know all the little bells? Those tiny little bells? Well, they're used as vibration to call in the light. But it's said in some folklore, in some mythology, that those little bells are left by the fairies. And that the fairies show us the path to the future. And they show us through ringing these little bells. So when you hear the little bells, it's like little fairies. And fairies bring you little presents and they take away presents. Or they, not that they take away presents, but you ever notice like something just totally goes missing? Like you just set it on the table and all of a sudden it's gone? Well, it's said that a fairy might have taken it to play kind of a trick on you. But the fairy takes and leaves so that you can learn how to receive and give, receive and give. 
And those little bear bells call in the fairies and sometimes they leave little bells or sometimes they come in and shake them. So you can shake the bells to call on the gold, to call on the abundance, to call on the sun. Happy Yule. I hope you dance with fairies and elves. I hope you have the most amazing awakening sex, even if it's with yourself. I hope that if we're feeling sick, we know that being sick is a call to healing deeper. Right now, I'm spending this holiday with one person, and we're like blessed enough to be warm. And I have to spend so much of this energy calling on the, my own healing. My own healing. I'm gonna fucking dance. I didn't get to it in this episode, but psilocybin is a huge part of Santa Claus, of Yule, of the bridge to the new world. And it's said that it's a great time on uh, winter solstice to tap into the psilocybin. So I may or may not do that depending on how, like, how my body wants to heal that day. But I am going to fucking dance. So I invite you to dance with me. I love to stay awake till 12 a.m. for sure on winter solstice because that's calling on the new light. The days after the winter solstice become longer and longer and longer. More light, more light, more light. So I'm going to dance till 12 a.m. Maybe with psilocybin, maybe not. But I'm going to do it in a way to open up the solar plexus, the light energy within me. So please have a dance party with me telepathically if you want. I'm not going to like get on live or any, like I'm not going to get on the internet and do it, but I'll make a playlist on Spotify if you want to join me. Now my playlist is going to be like what I consider opening up the solar plexus, bouncy, uh, mind opening, expanding, portal opening, um, you might not like it at all. And it's not going to be like Christmassy Yule tradition. Traditional Yule music is very like Christmassy music. A lot of Yule feels Christmassy, but I think it comes from a deeper root of magic, ritual, and earth and galactic ritual. But my music will be bouncy. So go to Spotify, Lacey Free, and I'll get a solar plexus Yule playlist up and dance with me. Dance with yourself. Dance with your partner. Vibrate within. Now, this is the most important podcast that I'm putting in the last few seconds. Superpowers come in on the 21st. Superpowers always come in during winter solstices because the veil is thinner. Because we have magical beings we welcome in our home with the holly and the mistletoe. But also because it's like the bridge to the new world and everything. We're going through a huge fall of an empire, a huge death process right now. And it's said that people's superpowers will be extremely activated. Some people who never thought they had superpowers before will be incredibly activated during the winter solstice. Dancing is an amazing way to activate your powers. Sex is an amazing way to activate your powers. If it's sex that feels loving to you and beautiful to you and good in your body. I hope that we can bring healing to the mother wound at this time. I hope we can bring healing to our bodies and to each other. I hope we dance. I hope we shake. I hope we connect so deeply to our powers and that we understand some of us are the bridge to the new world. Some of us are about to walk on that bridge and we do this all to give thanks, to worship, to hold high in reverence the almighty, the beautiful sun.
Thank you guys for listening to Horror Pod. If you want to book a reading with me, you can go to my website, laceyfree.com, or follow me on Instagram at laceyisfree for more of my poetry, and I'll start doing more lives on there about energy and herbs. If you have questions about herbs or about sex or your own superpowers, or you want to do a healing session with me, laceyfree.com is a great place for that. If you want to share some of your poetry and talk to like-minded individuals about sex magic, about magical beings, about trauma, or just share your art, poems, we have a Facebook page. Horpod has a Facebook page. Just search Horpod on Facebook and join the group and be friends with people. Share some of your shit. And I'm also on Twitter, I guess, kind of. I don't know. Twitter scares me, guys. But you can follow Horpod at Horpod on Twitter. I love you, and I'm sending you all sacred fucking rage. In love.